I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Pat, do you ever feel like you're in a Steelers wheel um, song these days? Steelers wheel? Is that a band? Yes. Clowns to my left, Jokers to my right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Do you ever feel like that? Uh, that is a lyric from one of the most famous songs in cinema history. I'm, I'm not sure that I. Um... Reservoir Dogs. I don't. I don't think I know what you're putting down here. You're 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 speaking in riddles to me, and I don't know that I feel like I am stuck in the middle with you somehow. Because I don't know if I want to be. There are clowns on the left. Uh huh. Mitch McConnell is an absolute joker. Uh, yeah, yeah, here uh-huh, we are, uh-huh. stuck wondering about liberty in the middle. I'm Andrew. Gotcha. Okay. He's Pat Oni. Apparently not too bright today on this WTF Wednesday, and this is Critical Thinking. Hey, it's not my fault that I don't understand your old man reference, okay? How do you not know Reservoir Dogs? Uh, Because apparently I don't. Oh my god. Your man card. Is is hanging by a thin thread before you admitted you have never seen Reservoir Dogs, and now it is just gone. Yeah. Uh, um, gone. Or, you forever shall be. You shall be demoted mm-hmm. to making all the Sammies, How providing this all the rides, mm-hmm. and doing all the laundry. How I do the laundry anyway. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But but my, my, my point is, how old is this movie exactly? It doesn't matter how old that movie is. It is from your childhood, Pat. I, I, I How is it that I've never heard of it if it's from my childhood? It is one of the most famous films of the 90s, Pat. Give me a break. As someone that is big into movies, how is it that I have never heard of this movie? 
How have you never heard of Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, that is my question. Okay, I don't know. Pat, I just literally went to Google this. I typed in R-E-S. That's all I typed in were the first three letters, R-E-S. Let's, let's see if it does the same for me. It is the second thing that comes up in my feed. Yeah, I actually had to spell out Reservoir. You get it. <sighs> Tim Roth, Mike Madison, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Steve Buscemi. Uh, yeah, I do not recognize this whatsoever. Okay, Pat. We, you're fired from the show until you watch this. Can I find it on a streaming service somewhere? I'm sure you probably can. I think it's on Netflix. Don't know exactly okay. where it is anymore. I'll, I'll, if I can find it, I'll definitely check it out. You need to, because it's one of the greatest Quentin Tarantino films of all time. Maybe that's why, because I've never been much of a great Quentin Tarantino fan. Trust me, you need to see this movie, just okay. for the scene that I'm talking about. I, I mean, I mean, the last movie I saw from him that, that I thought was really good was Django Unchained. But any, in any, in any case, <sighs> moving on from your utter insanity of of male, like. If I'm putting a top 10 list of movies that every man should see in their life, this is on it. Like, this is like top four, at least. Okay. It's like telling I mean, you I'll you've take never your seen for it. Blazing Saddles. I've seen Blazing Saddles, yes. By the way, have you seen History of the World Part 2 yet? Mel Brooks? No, I haven't. Yeah, he uh -uh. came out with uh, History of the World Part 2. Um, I believe on Amazon. Okay, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to check, it out. check it out. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet either. You've been busy with some other ones, mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah, oh, I'm so disappointed in you, Pat. So very disappointed. All right, so now that we've wasted almost five minutes of the show talking about your uh, your movie ineptitude and your lack of a man card, ouch. Um, we need to move on because we need to talk about the clowns on the left and the Joker on the right, meaning Mitch McConnell. In and fairness, I, I want to frame me. this discussion this way, Pat. <clears throat> the two biggest stories that are out right now are Elon Musk and the FTC, right? Uh, that would be one. And then the other one is Tucker Carlson and the 40,000, is it? Or 41,000 hours of film available <clears throat> on the January 6th committee. Yeah. Um, I want to frame the discussion this way. We... I don't know if many people have taken this step back yet. And I think we have this luxury because first of all, thank you for your patience, everybody. Um, I've been, and I'm sure you can probably tell I'm still not feeling a hundred percent, but I have been down for the count the last couple of days with uh, this wonderful sinus drainage that I get about three to four times a year. And usually it happens at the most inopportune times of the year too. Um, anyway. Um, so um, gutting it out. Um, today we'll see what goes on for tomorrow and, and if we can get the show on the road for tomorrow or Friday, but, uh, we're doing what we can. Um, but we've had some per 
a chance to step back from being in the weeds of like, we've got to produce a show. We got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. Right. And I think for me, I don't know if any pundits, I don't know if enough people are taking a, that step back that needs to happen here. We are watching a literal constitutional crisis. If, if you ever wonder how a nation literally falls apart when it has a governmental apparatus, right? If you ever wonder how Hitler became powerful or how various other governments um, crumbled in and on, on themselves, right? How did the Roman Empire, well, they did it to themselves, and right? it, it didn't really happen externally, although some of it happened externally. When we take a look at what's going on, I can't think of anything else than a constitutional crisis. Because we have the federal government attempting to strong arm a business into giving it uh, private information that has absolutely nothing to do with anything involving anything that the FTC has purview over. We have the Senate majority and Senate minority leaders. which is a branch of government, right? They are part of a branch of government attempting to curtail freedom of the press. They are attempting to control narrative and suppress narrative that would be different than their approved narrative. We don't even need China or Russia, Pat, to destroy us. Um, we are watching it. This is something I'm watching happening right in front of my face. And I don't know if I haven't heard anybody else putting this together. I want these. We can walk and chew gum at the same time as a country. But here's the problem, Pat. We cannot function if our government is attacking the freedom of the press. OK, even if we believe the, the leftists run the press, right? It's not about that. It, it is about an attempt to silence something that is not government-approved narrative. Okay. Meanwhile, attempting to also use it, the apparatuses of its bureaucracy to strong-arm a private business into or shaming them or finding, right, attempting to find a crime that doesn't exist. Now, Elon Musk is smart enough to not play the game, right? Like, no, dude, no, I'm not responding to any of this because you have no jurisdiction. What are you going to do? When we have government that is attacking the institutions that are the gatekeepers, and yes, I understand that the vast majority of the New York Times, all that stuff is all far left. But if they're willing to, uh, to tell a private journalistic news organization whom they should put on air, what they're allowed to talk about, when they're allowed to talk about it, other than parameters such as um, if you are on public airwaves, you know, no swearing or whatever. I can even make an argument that they shouldn't be able to censor that. Okay, 
But at a bare minimum, when we are talking about cable news in which it is a direct-to-consumer product, right? This is the reality of, of what Fox News is. Whether you understand that your cable bill is paying their 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 rights fees, right? You pay your $85, $90 that you pay all is broken down into how much that Comcast or whomever is paying to these people, okay? The government is attempting to tell the owners of those businesses who gets on air, what's approved, what you shall or shall not say. We are stepping over not just norms, Pat, because norms are norms for as long as they're just norms. We're not stepping over norms. We are stepping on constitutionally protected speech. We are stepping, one branch of government is attempting to squelch constitutional rights of another group of people. Meanwhile, also attempting to browbeat and use the bureaucracy of another apparatus of our government, another, let so we have the legislative, the judicial, and the um, executive branch. We have the executive branch attempting to use its bureaucracy to do what? Stamp down and tamp down a private business because it doesn't like something? We are watching the Constitution. Unless somebody wants to stand up and actually defend it in the halls of Congress to tell Ditch and Chuck to get bent. We're watching our Constitution crumble. And yes, it has been crumbling, but it's been around the edges, Pat. We are watching the main... We're watching the W and the E, right, on We the People. Just crumbling down. Am I missing something here? Like, am I on the wrong track with what we're watching? No. No, um, because you've got, you've got the government that's, uh, you know, colluding with big tech. You've got all the stuff that's going on with with January sixth and how much you know even our own governments lied to us about that. You've got all the stuff that's going on with COVID. You've I mean, uh, then, then then now you've got all the social issues with like trans- transgenderism and stuff going on. CTR in schools, uh, you know, education, and academia going yeah. more woke. I mean, just it, where where does it end? Where does it end? And I understand that, but um, I want to take these two and set them aside because they're real constitutional issues. Mm -hmm. It is as fundamental as the government is now going to tell us who you can and can't hire and fire and why you hire and fire other than protected class status, right? Because I do believe that discriminating based off of your race, your religion, all that sort of stuff is wrong in a a hiring practice. I would never do it as a libertarian. Do I believe it's the government's job? No, I believe social pressure could could do that, right? Um, How did we get the change in hiring practices to begin with? Social pressure to to make that real change. Um, It might come slower than governmental action. I would argue it actually can come faster than governmental action. Now, the teeth behind that, right, is what's important. So I can see both sides of the argument when it comes to it. But 
I set those aside because these are the, the, the real constitutional issues. And January 6th, to your point, and, and why Tucker Carlson's reporting is important is because, and I heard this the other day, and I think this is the greatest metaphor. What the January 6th committee really was, was the prosecution, if, if we want to be real, right? It was a prosecution. There, there, there was no defense. There was no fact finding realistically. Right. Yeah, you had Adam Kinzinger and, and Liz Cheney, but that's the definition of a rhino if I've ever seen it. <laughs> and well, neither of them are in Congress anymore, if I remember. Right. If neither, neither, well, Adam Kinzinger was going to get shoved out because his district was no longer existing here in the state of Illinois <clears throat> because we, we lost a uh, congressperson here in the state. Um, Liz Cheney was going to get out because uh, she knew she was going to get her ass kicked in, well, in she the did. primary, which mm-hmm. she did. Um, but so we had a prosecutor. What we've never been able to accomplish is a real defense, a counter to the narrative given to us by the federal government, by the D.C. Capitol Police, right? By Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and yada, 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 go so forth and so on. Never had one. Tucker Carlson is at least giving the defense the ammunition. And just how deep into a constitutional hole are we when it comes to January 6th? I want people to understand this, and we have not covered it a lot because. Frankly, it would be soul-consuming to cover all of this, okay? We've covered it enough. But as far as I can tell, the, the, the shaman, right, never was able to have access to this footage that was shown. I'm not defending anybody's actions here, okay? That's not what I'm about to do. But here's the reality of the situation, Pat. Today, it is March 8th, Year of Our Lord 2023, at Tip to Matt Holloway. Um, and the federal government, two years after starting all of this, is still uploading discovery into their, um, I don't know how to put it, but basically everybody is... Um, kind of like the omnipresent, if you will, discovery. So all the defense attorneys get the same access to the same materials for all the trials because it would be totally cumbersome, right? Okay, I'm just going to upload it to one meta cloud, if you will, right? So that everybody can have access to relevant files for their relevant cases, right? They're still uploading discovery. It is March 8th, 2023. So two years and change later. There have been over 100 convictions. Many of them are now in question, right? I, you have to think. Mm-hmm. Based off of just that little bit of information that was handed to us by Tucker Carlson. And it has nothing to do with what he presented about the shaman walking around, right? It has everything to do with exposing 
what the January 6th committee did to poison the well. They lied, they cheated, they manipulated, they edited. What has everybody said, or not everybody, but what has been the main accusation against the January 6th committee? That they selectively edited things, that they took things out of context, right? Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, oh, no, 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 you can't believe Tucker Carlson. Why? Well, because he didn't show the full. Th- okay, so then let's put his with yours, and what do we have? The full picture, right? What? What narrative do you want to believe? It's not about a narrative. It's about defining the truth in a court of law. And that that shaman guy is in the jail, in, in prison right now for four years. He said that he wanted to take the punishment and the penalty and all that stuff. But I, I guarantee you he didn't have any clue that this stuff could be available to him. There's 100 people that are convicted, of which I think 75 of them were convicted based off of Evidence that this stuff wasn't available for. The government has withheld all of this tape. All of this type of evidence. This is a constitutional violation I unlike anything I have ever seen from our government. Unlike anything I have ever seen. This is dirty pool beyond the pale. Not to mention the fact that there are some four to five hundred people who are still yet to have a trial. Two hundred of which are sitting in a DC gulag right now. And not a jail, by the way. They're they're it's literally called the gulag. I mean, is this not their attempt to make an example of their political enemies or what they who they view as I understand all enemies? of that. Yeah. But again, I come at this from the perspective of what else is this other than a constitutional crisis? I mean, especially since you have a right to defense. We have a right so, to counsel. We have a right to effective counsel, more importantly. And we have a, a right to a speedy trial by our peers. Right. And that requires the government to that requires the government to also give up that discovery, all of it, every single bit that they they have access to. The the national security implications. Bullshit. I mean if this were any other trial and you, you failed to admit this evidence into discovery, I mean, this is not the first time that the, that the government has played hard and fast and loose with discovery. And this sure, and that. Sure, I, I understand I, all of that. Right. But what, but, but what Carlson exposed here, okay, mm-hmm. was the government's abuse of your constitutional rights. Okay. That's flat mm-hmm. out what he exposed. <clears throat> the response by the government is to then what? Threaten the constitutional rights of Tucker Carlson? And Fox News telling Fox News whom they should or shouldn't be putting on their air, such as uh, this, Pat. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry-picking from thousands of hours of security footage, 
Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. He tried to argue it was nothing. <clears throat> now, did he use the term, um, uh, what was it, something chaos, Tucker? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. okay. Was it an insurrection? No. Hell no. Not even close. This is the dumbest insurrection I've ever seen. People taking selfies and pictures and walking around the tundra like this. For those of you who are not watching on the, on our Rumble channel, please do so. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Um, that's all fine and dandy. But Chuck went one step further, Pat, in another incident. Oh, I bet he did. These lies continue tonight. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such opprobrium, but because our democracy depends on it. Huh? So certainly, a, uh, certainly an interesting way to take this on. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, a little bit. So, so let me, let me. So the only source of truth that we're ever supposed to trust is the January 6th committee. And that, that's it. Trust the government, or, or, Pat. Just the government. We're, we're, we're supposed to trust the government because <clears throat> they're here to help. They've never lied ever. They've never done anything underhanded, Ever. sneaky, terrible, mm -hmm. horrible, no good, rotten. They've never, they've never deposed uh, dictators and and told us we're not in the business of uh, of running nations. Look, if, oh, if you don't want to trust, if you don't want to trust Tucker Carlson, yeah. and, and you want it to be more of a trust but verify scenario with what he's presented go ahead be my guest let's get it all out in the open let's put all the evidence on the table get everything together actually have a fair trial over this mm -hmm. but they don't want to do that they want it to be one-sided they don't want a defense they want a prosecution that's all they want and it's it's i go back to your original premise is that it, what what is there anything that's more unconstitutional going on right now than this? Um, uh, possibly, because at the again, my my starting premise here is that the stories that we are bearing witness to at the beginning of this week tell us that mm. we are watching the Constitution crumble. Right. Okay. Um. House report shows U.S. government is demanding names of journalists who worked on the Twitter files which revealed unconstitutional collusion between government and big tech. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> From the Wall Street Journal, perfectly normal for federal investigative body to demand the names of reporters interacting with the company. The entire world would be panicking if the president was a Republican, but this is a Democratic administration, so the New York Times will ignore it. But, the um, yeah.
this, I mean, if there was ever a need to put our government in check more than ever, it, it's it's for crap like this. Because, like to to your point, I mean, they've never lied, they've never cheated, they've never they've never done this. They are the source of truth. This is 1984 in 2023. 100. It, it, this is crazy. So here's the excerpt from the Wall Street Journal article. Since, uh, of course. Can't really get it all. But uh, the Federal Trade Commission has demanded Twitter Inc. turn over internal communications related to owner Elon Musk and detailed information about layoffs and other business decisions as part of a wide ranging investigation into the company documents viewed by The Wall Street Journal show. In 12 letters sent to Twitter and its lawyers since 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 Musk's uh, October 27th takeover, the FTC also asked the company to, quote unquote, identify all journalists granted access to company records and to provide information about the launch of the revamped Twitter Blue subscription service. The documents show the FTC is also seeking to to dispose uh, depose Mr. Musk in connection with the probe. What are you talking about, Willis? Now, this is this is Wall Street Journal and the House Oversight Committee catching the FTC attempting to do what? Bully and strong arm a private business into what? Into what? What is the end game here? They have no purview over, no, none, zip, zero, zilch, statutory authority over any of these requests. I want you to hear this from the Daily Wire. The the Federal Trade Commission reportedly demanded that Twitter CEO Elon Musk turn over internal company communications and information about the company's mass layoffs. um, As well as sit for a deposition as part of an investigation into the company. The Republican-led House Judiciary Committee published a report on Tuesday titled, quote, The Weaponization of the Federal Trade Commission, an agency's overreach to harass Elon Musk's Twitter. Consisting of over a dozen FTC demand letters, that's right, over 12 demand letters from the FTC, to Twitter that, quote, in the span of less than three months, following Musk's acquisition, make more than 350 specific demands, Pat. The information shows how the FTC has been attempting to harass Twitter and pry into the company's decisions on matters outside of the FTC's mandate. The timing, scope, and frequency of the FTC's demands to Twitter suggest a partisan motivation to its actions. Uh, The House Judiciary Report highlighted examples of demands that included this, Pat. Information relating to journalists, right? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Every single internal communication relating to Elon Musk by any Twitter personnel, including communications sent or received by Musk, not limited by subject matter, since the day that Musk bought the company. Information about whether Twitter is quote unquote selling its office equipment. All of the reasons why Twitter terminated Twitter employee and FBI official Jim Baker when Twitter first conceived of the concept of Twitter Blue, Twitter's new $8 per month verified account subscription, which would have been, I don't know, like five, six years ago, by the way, because it's been around for a while. It just 
was in the background. So anyway, and then finally, information dis disaggregated by each department, division, and or team, regardless of whether the work was done by these units, had anything to do with the with privacy or information security. The statement from the House Judiciary uh, Committee concluded with this, Pat. There is no logical reason, for example, why the FTC needs to know the identities of journalists engaging with Twitter. There is no logical reason why the FTC, on the basis of user privacy, needs to analyze all of Twitter's personnel decisions. And there is no logic, no, no logical reason why the FTC needs every single internal Twitter communication about Elon Musk. So if there's no logical reason, then why? I'm going to leave that for people to critically think for, Pat. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, but speaking of that, Pat, I think it is time for us to uh, talk about the beer not the bee. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit that headline on me at least once, maybe twice. All righty. Woman who has 600 grandchildren gets to meet her great, great, great granddaughter. Woman who has 600 grandchildren gets to meet her great, great, great granddaughter. Is this the bee or not the bee? That is the question. Why you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins? Yes. Sub question. Sub question. Yeah. Is this woman Catholic? Uh, I I don't know. Okay, because that would help. <laughs> yeah. Inform my decision. Either. Well, it's either Catholic or Mormon. I mean, either way. True. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, while you're thinking about that though, Andrew Coppins, uh, folks, if you haven't gone to coffee brand coffee yet, you need to because they are a great morning pick me up, especially if you are not a morning person like me, for example. Um, y- y- uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Andrew's pointing at his wife, I think, uh, there, if you're wa- watching on our rumble page yeah. and then also make, I I'm, I'm, that, I'm uh, not a person either. Yeah. It's, uh, exists. Uh-huh. Um, in any case, though, uh, it's a great morning pick-me-up. And if you're not a coffee drinker, they've got other things for you there, too. They've got tea. And by the way, I, I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker either because he keeps pointing at me. Thank you for reminding everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have hot chocolate, which I do enjoy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Still have lost uh, my sense of humor, even though I'm not uh, feeling the best. Might be a little oh, slow you... to the trigger, but hey. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you said it, not me. In any case, though, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code critical thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase. And every, by the way, everything is freshly roasted, freshly packaged, and, and freshly shipped directly to you. No must, no fuss, no politics, no votes, no nothing, because they don't care about any of that stuff. They just care about a great product. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinking and check out, get 5% off your purchase today. And no, that's not what is in my cup today. Is it five o'clock somewhere? No. Heck no. Oh, okay. Okay. Just, it's just um, hydration fluid. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Because uh, oh. also uh, need to keep the uh, throat. From closing up. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, as for, I don't so, need the headline. I don't need the headline. Okay. This has okay. got to be not the B. 
Are you sure? A hundred percent, because this is absolutely insane. Well, you would be correct, and and to, to be to be fair, the full headline because I didn't want to give it away was Kentucky woman who has six hundred grandchildren gets to meet her great 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 granddaughter. I have a question. Um, so she has 599 grandkids, 106 gr- um, grandchildren, 222 great-great-grandchildren, uh, 234 great-great-grandchildren, and 37 great-great-great-grandchildren. Now getting pregnant is like 12-year-olds? Yeah. How is that possible? Exactly. Um, Woof. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's like the whole family's um, <laughs> That's the only thing yeah, I can so, think of, Pat. So her daughters and grandchildren all had their children when they were around 19 years old. Okay. That's that's perfectly normal, acceptable. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. She herself was only 15 when she got married. And well, that, that was a very, 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 very different time, especially in Kentucky, America. Yeah. And then her husband uh, that was 50 also had 10 kids of his own. So. So were they Mormon? It, it does. It, 50, it does 15? not say. I have not seen anything in here that says what religion they might be. Fifty to fifteen. Well, see, I'm thinking it's Kentucky. It's in the south. Right, and that's so I'm thinking Mormon, fundamentalist, Amish, maybe. I don't. I I I would think you'd be more evangelical in Kentucky than anything. Nah. Anyway. But um, that having been said, Pat, um, I, I just I want to tie a bow on our previous conversation because I hope people understand that what we witnessed is two branches, two separate branches attempting to attack the Constitution. For what? The FTC is is part of the executive branch of the government of America, okay? The executive branch is demanding that a private company give up the names of the journalists that it does business with. For what? What what you know to steal from Steve Dace? What benign innocent explanation is there? There is none. There ain't one. This is on purpose. What benign, innocent explanation is is there for Chuck Schumer to, of all people, by the way, who literally got on the floor, I just got done, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago, talking about how Chuck Schumer literally on the floor of the Senate in regards to the uh, spill in Ohio, bold-faced lied, like 100%, like went full-on President Joseph Marinette Biden on that one, right? Like when he tells all of his stories about the olden days, it's a lie. Yeah. Right? The, the old tell of, oh, you think I'm kidding? I'm for real. 
Uh, no, you're not. No, 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 you're telling a lie. That level of lie on the Senate floor has the audacity to tell anybody or call anybody out for lying. You have the audacity of all people. And then you also have the audacity to attempt to use your legislative power, your power given to you by the position in your legislative body <clears throat> to attempt to attack the constitutionally protected speech of somebody else who does not have that level of power. Now, yes, Tucker, Tucker Carlson has power. He don't got the level of power that uh, Chuck Schumer though, does. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. Now, you might be curious as to what Tucker's response was. Uh, Tucker threw the double middle fingers up last night and just continued on his merry way. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Well, burning the heater, I'm sure, too. Mm -hmm. Or does or he quit smoking? I, I forget. But yeah. either way, neither here nor there. The, the point of the matter is that Tucker Carlson is not going... But it's not about Tucker, okay? It's about you and me, Pat. It's about the small fries. It's about the people who are coming up. It's about the people who want to, you know, investigate and, and tell truth, right? We don't got the kind of cachet and power that Tucker does. We don't have the megaphone that Tucker does. And the only reason why that, that, that power of the federal government is hammering down on him is because they know that he has some good power himself. But make no mistake, if this was also happening to the New York Times, I would be saying the same thing. Because an attack on the the federal a branch of our federal government having the audacity to attempt to do what they're doing, to squelch constitutional speech because they don't like it, or more importantly, because they think it reverses a narrative of theirs. That was a lie. That entire January 6th committee report is a lie. I mean, Pat, can't emphasize this enough. They literally spliced in words, sounds, background noises into the stuff that they were presenting to the general public. For what purpose? They made up literally conversations. That did not happen in real life to put in the background of a tape. They literally were doctoring evidence, not just splicing it up, right? You know, we could talk about Josh, the Josh Hawley situation in which they raked him over the coals for what? He was the last one out of the room or one of the last two or three out of the room. And all they show you is him running out of the room, right? They don't show you the two, three minutes beforehand of people streaming out in front of them. Are you out of your minds, January 6th committee? Are you out of your minds? And have, has anybody within your earshot talked to you about the violation of those constitutional, not just norms, but rights? What does this do to the constitution of this country? What does it do? If not, he wrote it further and further and further. At some point, enough is enough, and these ass clowns need to be held to account. 
And I'm talking about Chuck Schumer. I'm talking about Mitch McConnell, who sided. That's all you need to know about how much the GOP hates you. Sided with whom? <clears throat> Wasn't Tucker. Right, Pat? It Correct. happened to be Chuck Schumer. I find it abhorrent. Yeah, well, take your cocaine nose and go somewhere else, bitch. But on the American... Again, keep going back to this. The American people had their opportunity to change the course and elected every single bleeping one of those senators back into office that were up for re-election. Every one of them. It didn't matter that your pocketbook hurt. It didn't matter that you lost your job. It didn't matter if you lost your business or your livelihood. It didn't matter if you lost family members. It didn't matter any of it. None of it mattered. Not a single iota of it mattered. So stupid me, Pat. We spent the last 30 minutes probably talking about something that um, the American public doesn't give two rips about until it comes to their front door and suddenly, oh, bleep, you mean to tell me the government isn't out here for my best interest? You mean to tell me the government? Pay the hell attention. Because if you don't take them out of power, it's going to be a very ugly end one way or another. Because if we don't reverse course soon, it's going to be too late for non-violence. And I do not want to see violence in any way, shape, or form. Because the only other alternative is to vote their asses out. And I mean all of them. Every last incumbent be gone. Every last one of them. And then maybe, maybe we might have a shot and an opportunity, Pat. And that includes Chip Roy, by the way. That includes Mike Lee. That includes all the people that we like. All of you, gone. That is our only opportunity for us to clinch back, to claw back, excuse me, the little modicum of the potential for our constitutional republic to hold on to itself. That's it. We talk about reviving liberty. We talk about the steps and the things that you need to do, right? Getting right with God, you know, exposing, uh, shining the light. We talk about being used to getting or getting used to being different. We talk about being prepared. We are literally watching the government attempt a coup on the people, not the other way around. And the people voted every one of their asses back in and said, eh, you know what? In it literally didn't matter, Pat, right? Not one iota of what was happening to them. It didn't matter if it hit him in the pocketbook, hit him in the house, hit him, you know, shelter, food, shelter, and clothing. Didn't matter if it hit him in the three necessities, right? Didn't matter. Didn't matter if your if you're, uh, inflation rate was going through the roof. Didn't matter if you lost your job because uh, the government lied to you for two and a half years. Didn't matter. Didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter, didn't matter. 
you chose a message, and that message is you don't care. So maybe, Pat, I don't know, maybe we should be done caring. What's going to change? What's going to change? It takes you out there listening to have these difficult conversations, to have confrontation in your public square. When your idiot friend talks stupid at a gathering, you don't just let it go anymore. You don't have to be an asshole about it, right? But you don't let it go. You just say, hey, here's a great example. Because I live through this all the time. Hey, look, I understand that you've got a perspective. But that's literally just not true. Factually untrue information. Here's a source that you can go to that is actual facts. And you can take a look at it for yourself. But I'm not going to let you sit here and tell lies. That's all you need to do. Is that being an asshole? No. It's just, look, did I spout off any of my own political beliefs? No. I'm just speaking to the facts. And it's funny that we should talk about the facts because um, I've got um, got a certain somebody who decides to like facts and is complete racist because it's WTF Wednesday, Pat. Okay. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Are you sure? I, I'm I'm so sure. All right. So the first WTF, Pat. Do you do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? Go ahead, because I'm curious. Who, who are you saying that likes facts and is racist? Exactly. JJ, I need to know. Is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? I need to know when it comes down to the criteria moving the goalposts for the MVPs because I understand you in the analytics. I understand you're a historian of the game of basketball. But I went and did a little research myself. And since 1990, there's only been three MVPs that wasn't top 10 in scoring that won that award. Dirk Nowinski, Steve Nash, and Jokic. Now, what all, what do they have in common? I let it sit there and marinate. I'm just trying to see, you know what I'm saying, when I'm walking into the club, do I need my J's on or is it a dress code? Do I need to put another pair, you know, a church shoes or some red bottoms? Or I need to know, is it Uchi Wale or is it one mic? Like, uh, <clears throat> he needs to know what now? Uh Hmm. Um, what he's inferring there, Pat, is uh, if there's a dress code or not, which means if there's a dress code, it's probably a white club. And if there isn't a dress code, it's probably a hood club. Uh, okay. Meaning it's all black people. Gotcha. So is this um, my understanding is correctly that he's going down this road of uh, racism? He's this is Kendrick Perkins, by the way, ex NBA player, played for the mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder and a few others, Celtics. right? Mm-hmm. The Celtics and a few others too, didn't he? Play for yeah. New well, Jersey he won a he won a national title. Yeah, he won a national title with the Boston Celtics back in two thousand eight, I believe. Yes, you are correct. Yes. He was part of the two thousand seven or eight. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. But, so <clears throat> yeah, he played for a few other teams, but. Uh, 
that was probably his at the peak of his career because once he left the Celtics, he wasn't uh, wasn't quite the same. He was still very good when he was with the Thunder. He was, but he just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the same. He was the third of the third with the Thunder. Right, let's put it that way. Yeah. All right, so um, that's who that guy is. He is an absolute racist, right? And is it any shock that he is also an ESPN analyst? No, no, it's not. Wait, he's an ESPN analyst now? Yes. He has been for the last four or five years, Pat. Well, I didn't. I, I, dude, I don't I don't watch woke sports channels anymore unless there's actual, not an actual game on. Right, and Kendrick Perkins is usually involved in that game coverage. Yeah, but I haven't watched the NBA in like three or four years now. Yeah, either. also true. Also true. Yeah. Now, also true. Yes, you are correct. The <clears throat> the only three players to have won the league MVP while not being in the top ten in scoring are Dirk, Steve Nash, and Jokic. Also, Pat, who are the only three white guys to have ever won uh, in the last twenty years or whatever the hell that was? The the MVP, you mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve okay. Nash, and Nikola Jokic. So what is he implying here, Pat? Is he implying that it's because they're white? It certainly looks that way. Uh, color me shocked, pardon the pun, to mm-hmm. uh, to find out that an ESPN analyst would go down the road of racial politics. Color me shocked. I'm totally blown away by how that would happen. Oh, wait, that's how they've been making their living since uh, Kaepernick, which seems like a decade ago, by the way, Pat. (laughs) And it almost is probably at this point. It almost is, actually, isn't it? I mean, it's been the better part of one now. But beyond that, um, that's not quite a decade. I think it was 2015 or 2016 when that happened. Yeah, so it's been like seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's not the point. The point is that ESPN lives off of this, right? This woke, right. racist politics in everything. Everything's race. Everything is race. Here's here's a question for you, though, Pat. Could it have been that uh, Dirk and Steve Nash and Jokic do other things other than score massive amounts of points? Uh, they create plays. They win championships. Um, they, they are on the best teams, the best players on the best teams. There's lots of different criteria. And correct me if I'm wrong, though, Pat. This is a very subjective award. This isn't the scoring title. This isn't the rebound title, the assist title, steals, blocks, appearances in the game title, minutes mm. played title, right? Correct. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is the most valuable player. How do you award. define valuable? Everybody has a different definition of it. Okay, I want to. That's the WTF. I want. I want people to understand. This is how you confront this. Okay, we just got done talking about confrontation. I want you to watch what JJ Redick, one of my favorite players of all time in college basketball. By the way, I absolutely loved JJ Redick playing college basketball. But I want you to listen to what he just what he does to Kendrick Perkins. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives 
that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I you just yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That is exactly what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts, and you're not about to sit up. We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated it. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. I gotta get that sound effect for our for our show. But memo to those who want to win arguments: the easiest and sure most surefire way of losing an argument is to just scream over the top of the other person um just gonna throw that out there that's how you lose an argument yeah yeah pretty much yeah additionally that's how you confront jj reddick looked into the camera because they're in opposite areas right right looked right into kendrick perkson's face and said oh hell no you're not doing that nope Nope. And we are not creating narratives that are not based in reality. Now, would I. Would Kendrick Perkins have a better argument if I don't know every other winner of that award wasn't black? Perhaps. Would he have a better argument if the only three people the only three black people to have won the award are people who um, won the scoring title that year? Probably, right? That would be pretty racist. What the hell? So you have to be the the scoring king in in order to be black and win it? Mm -hmm. Thirdly, Pat, question for you. Sports media or media in general? Which one are more woke? Sports. In of that subset, which is the wokest? If that's a word. Uh, in terms of sports, you mean? Mm-hmm. Which which group covering which sport is most likely to be the uh, most or the wokest? I I would argue it's the, it it would be basketball slash NBA. Yeah, you would be correct on that. So yeah. Kendrick Perkins, riddle me this: Are you suggesting that the the woke warriors who have turned LeBron James into a political god, right? who have bootlicked for China, who have run cover for Adam Silver for a decade plus, who have fallen hook, line, and sinker for every single stupid thing that has been uh, told to them, right? The LeBron James hoax at his house, right? All of Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, right? I am supposed to believe that 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 group is voting on it based on race really and they've only and they they are so racist pat that they've done it three times in 20 years the other 17 went to black players Um, i mean that 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 sounds right I'm, i'm not sure on the actual statistic there though Nikolai Jokic has won it the last two years in a row, right? 
Oh, did he win it two years? I thought it was just last year. No, 2021 and 2022. Okay. But I'm going to go all the way back then to 2000. In fact, Pat, prior to Steve Nash winning it back-to-back in 2005 and 2006, Uh riddle me the year and the player the last time a white guy won it. Probably going to go back to Larry Bird. Okay. In the year. I might be wrong. The year? It would be like late 80s. So like 1986, Larry Bird. Mm Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing the math correct here, Pat, Mm -hmm. that's 20 years between white players winning the award. Wait, so when did Dirk Nowitzki win it? So Steve Nash won in 2005 and 6 and Dirk in 2007. Okay. Hmm. Now, Steve Nash averaged 15.5 points, 11 and a half assists a game in 2005. In 2006, it was 18.8 and 10 and a half assists per game, while also averaging four rebounds a game as a point guard. How many point guards do that now? Next to none. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just can't. But if you, so I played that JJ Reddick confrontation part, not not to do anything other than to show you. This is exactly what I mean by direct confrontation. Did you see JJ Reddick? Raise his voice, get hot, get heated. No. Oh, he did raise his voice a little, but right. not. But the, yeah. But he was not trying to overscream. Right. Kendrick Perkins. But he also didn't back down. He also hasn't apologized, which he has no reason to apologize. But he's dead ass right. When people are creating narratives that are not based in reality, they deserve to be called out wherever they are. That includes transgenderism, which we haven't even touched on in this show yet. And I don't know if we have time to touch on it. I want you to understand that. This this is a great example of what the fire truck, followed by you don't get away with that anymore. And he did it directly to his face on air, live ESPN television, flipping a bird, figuratively and literally, at um, Kendrick uh, Perkins and his bosses at ESPN. No, we're not playing. Homie ain't playing that game. Right? The old homie the clown. Homie don't play that. From In Living Color. That's what J.J. Reddick just did there. Homie ain't playing that. Nope. We're not going down this road. We're not creating false narratives just to clickbait and and get people to pay attention. No. We're going to tell the truth here. And we can differ on subjective reality all we want. But there is an objective reality. And the objective reality is that these voters are not voting on race in any way, shape, or form. You're out of your effing mind if you think that. Especially within the woke brigade that is the NBA reporter set. I mean, much of it is a popularity contest. Absolutely. So, oh, the great white hope. Is that what Kendrick Perkins is, is going down the road of? 
Are you out of your mind? We we went 20 years between Larry Bird and Steve Nash, right? Dirk Nowitzki wins in 2007. We are now 15, almost 15, 14 years between the, the Nowitzki and Jokic. But that's somehow racist. Like we're going down the road of this being racist. Hmm. Jokic in 2021 shot 56.6% from the field, 26.4 points a game, 10, almost 11 rebounds, and over eight assists a game. Yeah, he's he one of the best. Almost averaged a triple double, you asshole. Mm-hmm. Jokic in 2022, Pat upped his field goal percentage to 58.3% from the field while upping his points per game to 27 and 13.8 rebounds a game while dipping a little in his assists per game to 7.9 and almost averaging a block a game. You literally cannot find a more all-around better player, statistically speaking, than that. I dare you. I'm looking back here at the history of the MVP award with stats available, okay? I see nobody, and I mean nobody, other than Russell Westbrook in 2017 to have averaged a triple-double and win the MVP. And that was probably the pinnacle of Westbrook's career, too. Yeah, with Oklahoma City. 31.6 31.6 points, uh, 10 rebounds, 10.7 rebounds, and 10.4 assists per game. Peak of Russell Westbrook. But that being said, that only happened one time. The fact that we got almost back-to-back seasons of a triple-double from Jokic? Yeah. Okay, so who else are you arguing for? Uh, I mean, I right? think the only person that's been close in the last couple of years to winning it is probably He's- Steph Curry. And Giannis. But- Oh, well, yeah, Giannis, Giannis was two times before that in 2019 and 2020. But that's the, the that's not the that's not the point though. The point of this is that how how do you wrap your mind into that's the thought process here, and how are you upset over three white dudes winning it in forty years? It just doesn't make sense. It it makes no sense. That's the dumbest argument I have ever heard. And no, nothing I mean, else needs to be on the WTF as far as I'm concerned, because that's the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Unless you have... Can I give, can I, can I give it a shot? Can I give yeah. it a shot? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, DEI is God. Voices that oppose diversity, equity, inclusion agenda should be silenced, says Dem Oklahoma State's representative. What? So apparently God is not God, but DEI is God. This is, uh, by the way, coming from Democrat Oklahoma State Rep. Regina Goodwin referred to the diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda as God and called for voices opposed to the initiatives to be silenced. Does that top it by chance? No. Okay. No, no. 
Um, oh, wait, uh, wait, I, I got one more, one more, just, just okay. for funsies. Okay. Corey Bush's highest paid security guard believes he's 109 trillion years old and can summon tornadoes. Does that top it? Close. <laughs> very, very, very close. How about this one, Pat? Okay. This 91-year-old had her bank account closed and lost access to her phone and energy because of a banking error at Barclays, marking her as deceased. She's still very much alive, Pat. I mean, that's messed up, but... but um, yeah, yeah, she lost her topic. bank account, lost mm. her phone, and the energy to her house. Was that bad? I mean, that's bad. Yeah, that, that that's pretty bad. Also, how about this one? Scholastic has been busy woke censoring R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series over the last few years. Stein Why? says he's never authorized the changes. Why? I, I don't get it. I love the Goosebumps series. I mean, I was never a huge fan myself, but but there was oh, nothing wrong with I loved R.L. Stein growing up. Absolutely loved him. I, I I read those books constantly growing up. Yeah, a lot of them just kind of creep me out. So what were the other one? What was the other one? Uh, was it? Was it? I mean, I was an Animorphs guy. Um, there was a series. Oh, Matt Christopher was the other. One. Uh, he wrote like sports books for kids. Um, why is that name? I I don't remember actually reading anything from him. Yeah, he wrote books. Um, he wrote an entire series of books that were just incredible, like hmm. Soccer Hero. Um, I'm okay, that sounds a kid who only hit hit homers. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it called? Uh, the Great Quarterback Switch. Like there was a lot of like you know cheesy kids stories, but they were fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's a big, big sports guy. But yeah, anyway, um, we're going to end on that positive note of thinking about our childhood favorites. Did you have a series that you really liked growing up? I mean, I was I, I read Animorphs, I think, the most growing up. Of course you did, you nerd. Yeah, but I I was always into that kind of stuff. So <laughs> uh, I don't even have those books anymore. You can, I don't think you can really find them much anywhere either. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Oh, and by the way, the the illustrations of the newest editions of the uh, the Matt Christopher series, woof, mm -hmm. woof. The old ones are so much better if you can find them. Really? Yeah, huh. I'll see. I'll, I'll off air. I'll I'll send you some. But they were just classic stuff. In fact, I wonder if my parents have some of those books stashed away somewhere. Hmm. Huh. I hmm. might have to take a trip home and and gander and gate graze upon the uh, boxes and boxes in the basements. <laughs> you might have to. All right. On that note, Pat, any other thoughts on today's show? Anything else that is WTF for you? Uh, well, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I don't know. See if you can summon a tornado because I don't think that that's humanly possible. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Uh, time to take down Anthony Fauci. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Black. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.